Cool. Yeah. So okay. one last thing. Yes. Any, I, anyone, anything else to say about the movies? Yeah. No, I, I don't have anything. So one last thing. Um, who's your favorite Spider-Man? That's what. God, you're a jerk. That's what I was gonna say as I was wrapping <laughs> things up. So, um, as we're wrapping up here and we're, we're moving to the end, I just wanted to ask you guys a couple of questions about the movie. So, um, Are you going to edit out Alex? No, I'm not. I'm not. You can cut me out. That's fine. So the you first should thing... put it at the end. That should be our thing. <laughs> there we go. Hello, and welcome to No Refunds. Um, we are a podcast that talks about pop culture and all that that entails. Uh, and this week, we're going to be talking about something very specific, but we'll get to that shortly. Um, my name is Dwight, and joining me today is... I'm not even going to point to you guys. You're going to pick who says it. Um, Tiffany? And Alex. Nice. Okay. Uh, strike that. Reverse it. Um, <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, this week we have something very specific. This is going to be kind of a very um, centralized and uh, focused episode, and we are only going to be talking about Spider-Man. Get me Spider-Man. Who's Spider-Man? Yeah, who's Spider-Man? Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire, and Peter Parker, in that order. And there was some guy who talked about him at one point, <laughs> or did his voice. Lots of people and have done his yes. voice. Miles Morales. And I think Drake from Drake and Josh did his voice at one point. Neil Patrick Harris did his voice for one game. He was, I think, one the. Game? I think Shattered he was like. Dimension. He was like one of the future Spider Mans, or yeah. like Neo Spider Noir Spider Man or something like so. that. But anyways. Anyways. So, um, the new Spider Man movie came out, and that's the main reason that we're doing this. So we have all seen it, um, and it was a movie. Uh, Tiffany, what did you think about the new Spider-Man Why movie? Do you always have to go with me first. No, Alex, I can, I can, I can. Do you want to start with the new Spider-Man movie? Well, okay, yeah, maybe we won't start there because I, I want to start with what is your exposure to Spider-Man? Like, what what is your background in Spider-Man information? Okay, that's a good question. Let's start with Tiffany. Um, because she doesn't like being started. With I it. know, no, it's you guys like catch me off guard because I'm I'm one of those people that doesn't really. Not that I don't know stuff, but you guys always have this, like, breadth of knowledge of, like, every topic ever. And I'm like, uh, I got to think about this for about 45 minutes before I have an answer. Well, what um, was your first introduction to Spider-Man? I That's don't a really know. good question. I have no idea. Okay. Spider- so he's always been, like, a, well, a, like, just a Spider- thing that like, you've you known know about. Spider-Man. I don't know. I, I can't, like, pinpoint. You know, mm-hmm. like, Captain America, I can go, oh, I remember playing the Nintendo game, the Avengers game, yep. and being like, I play as Captain America. And that being my first, like exposure to uh-huh. Captain America. So like I can pinpoint that, which is why I love Cap so much. But I don't know, Spider-Man is just one of those It's kind of like I think we've talked about this before like, you know, not on the podcast, but like Freddy Krueger. Like I I knew about Freddy Krueger before I even had seen a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Like that Same. that yeah. I, that concept is just part of yeah, He's just a part of part like part of pop culture. Exactly. Yeah. So, I don't really know. I I do remember uh going to see spider-man 2 i don't like but that i don't know i don't know so okay. no idea my, my earliest memories of spider-man actually is i i always knew who the spider-man character was like as far as i'm aware of right. um my earliest memory of spider-man is i had two issues of a comic um one of them was an issue where spider-man 
wasn't Peter Parker. It was Ben Riley. Oh, geez. And Peter Parker was married to Mary Jane in the comic, and yep. Mary Jane is pregnant, and like they're getting their house ready. Yep. And um, meanwhile, Ben Riley, Spider Man, is fighting. Um, I think the the villain's called the Swarm, and it's uh, just basically a bunch of bees, which is terrifying. Which and is awesome. Yeah, exactly. And he ends up being the Swarm in a specific way. And it was kind of surreal to me because in the comic, it was one of my first exposures to comics, period. Um, in the comic, they were talking about um, Ben Riley goes to like touch the Swarm, and the Swarm like avoids him. And he was like, huh, it's almost like they think my, my costume is soaked in a pesticide. And it was like, editor's note, that's what Peter Parker did when he originally fought the Swarm in episode blank. And right. I was like, these interconnect and matter? And so that was one of my first experiences of comics like needing to be read in an order or having history connection of stories. The other one that I remember... When I was younger, it was definitely a reprint of, it was like a reprint of like Spider-Man like seven or something like that. I didn't know it at the time, but I've reread the issue now and he's fighting the enforcers and it's the first time he interacts with the enforcers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that was my first memory of Spider-Man outside of, I also remember the TV show when I was younger. Yeah. See that, that was my first exposure to Spider-Man. Not, not the Spider-Man, Spider-Man, not that one. The other one, the Spider-Man radioactive Spider-Man. Mine was the the animated series. Spider-Man, the animated series Mm -hmm. was my first exposure to Spider-Man, which was awesome. I watched it a lot as a kid because I, I also watched Batman, the animated series and X-Men, the animated series, both of which are awesome. So all three to me are like melded together in my mind. And that, so that was my first exposure to, um, Spider-Man and really comic book characters in general. Okay. Um, I was obsessed with the animated Spider-Man show. Like that is how I learned about all the Spider-Man villains, like Mysterio, the Rhino, Chameleon, and like everything. And that's where I really started to think that like this comic book thing could be a thing that I'd like. Maybe I should get into it. And that's when I started reading my first comics, which weren't even Spider-Man or X-Men related. They were, they were DC comics, believe it or not. Um, if I'm going to guess, I would imagine that you seem like the type of person who would be really into like Shazam. Oh yeah. I feel like we've had this conversation before. No, so I'm, I'm just making that as a, a wild guess. Yeah, Shazam. I've, I've never known that. Shazam. Um, but yeah, so the animated series was my first exposure to Spider-Man. Cool. Um, so yeah, that is awesome. And then so I remember in early 2000 when they announced that the Spider-Man movie was coming out. Yep. Do you guys um, remember the first Spider-Man movie at all? I mean, I, re- I remember the movie, but I don't remember it coming out. Okay. I know. I remember seeing it and I think I feel like... Because we had just started dating. I feel like I saw the second one before I saw the first one. That's possible. Because we started dating and the second one, it came out. The first one, we it saw come the out drive-in. The first one come out, like, it had come out, I believe, in 2001. No. First one came out in 2002. The second no. one came out? No. The first one did not come out in 2000. Because um, 9-11 plays a big impact in the right. marketing and the, the deal with... Then the first one was 2002. That sounds right. Then 2004... That, time, that timeline ends up because we started dating in 2004. Yeah, I want to say 247 were the years. Oh, that sounds right. So. Something like that. Yeah, but I think I saw the second Spider-Man before I saw the first one. I saw the first Spider-Man in theaters with my father. Like I was. Oh, wow. I, well, because growing up, 
my father had told me stories about how when he was younger, he used to read comic books yeah. and I didn't know very much about them at the time still. And he had told me that when he went away to the Navy, my grandmother threw away all of his comic books, threw them away. She's he, the worst. And he, and he had like Superman's, he was big into DC. So it was like Superman's flashes and stuff like that. Yep. So, um, and I mean, this was in the seventies. So these would have been sixties comics. So, I mean, I know Marvel was big in the, um, all of Marvel's first were in the sixties, but I mean, DC's was do, still doing, he liked Batman a lot too. Right. But anyways, so I was like, my dad likes comic books or liked them. So I was like, oh, maybe this is something that we can connect over. So let's go and let's go see Spider-Man. And I know he liked it, but I don't think it was like that big of a bonding moment as I was expecting it to be. It's so different than the comic books. And even, you know, I mean, that's kind of been a thing about superhero movies um, since they've started is that they really don't follow the source material. You know, they they, kind of do, but, you know. Especially now, it's like they they devolve so far away from from. Oh, that. definitely. They it, they use it more for the inspiration than they do for the mm-hmm. actual like they don't follow the storyline beat for beat. Yeah, but right, is, isn't that what comic books are yeah, in general? Exactly. Like, There's adaptation. Like yeah, they're just fun stories. Yeah. So, anyways, um, Spider Man One. How do we feel about it? Well, Alex, the first. What, the yeah, first. What, what do you think about Spider Man One? I love the first Spider Man. I think it's a great movie. I think uh, Green Goblin is such a great villain. And I loved that they used him in this movie. I thought um, Willem Dafoe w- played the character awesomely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Tobey Maguire was a good Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. I thought he really sold the nerd talk well. Um, I thought Kirsten Dunst was good. I like. I mm-hmm. I love that movie. I think it's a great movie. Yep. The first one I think is yeah. excellent. No, I think it's a really solid. It was one of the first. Was it the first superhero movie? Like of the most... technically no. Um, no X- I know, X- I know. X-Men was first, but huh? I think X-Men. Was X-Men first. one oh, came okay, out first, okay, okay, okay. and before that, Blade came out. But that's yeah. just yeah. a comic book Te- movie. Technically, Blade is the first like comic book movie that started the trend of the modern era. Right, of the modern. Oh, era. I did not know that. Yeah, that I always was... think of Spider-Man as that. Blade that was 1998, yes. I think, um, okay. and that's really where everyone was like, "Ooh, we can make." movies out of comics and then x-men did it and yep. then spider-man and then it just devolved and then Got marvel it. sold off all their properties because yeah because yeah, it would sell while the getting's good yep. and then they regretted it well saving uh selling the the properties is what ended up saving marvel from yep. bankruptcy because at the end of the 90s marvel was bankrupt and they ended up selling off all their properties to movie studios yep. in order to you know not go out of business not all properties just, yeah just, <laughs> as, as the current stuff they're they're big their biggest right. ones which is funny now looking at how Marvel's comic book landscape has changed due to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and right. how now their big superheroes are Iron Man, Captain America, not even Thor anymore the, or at yeah, all. But. but it's also really irritating, like not to get just sidetracked, okay. but like how they stopped wanting to introduce new X-Men characters because they didn't yep. want to give those rights immediately away to 20th Century Fox. That is incredibly like, frustrating. That's frustrating. That's why I stopped reading X-Men because it got kind of dull yeah and this is an interesting topic that we can talk about later just the fact that you know sony owns the rights to spider-man and teamed up with marvel for the new movie so oh yeah we'll definitely co- this will come back around later we'll talk about that 100 well and like yeah okay we can just no, I was to Spider-Man. Say, spider-man one is cool because i think i mean everybody knows the origin but i think that was my first time seeing it because i had never read comics yeah. i didn't start reading comics until probably about five yep. years ago because uh time hop or whatever tells me that captain marvel came out 
five years ago. I think that was the first time. Carol Danvers I, took up the Captain yeah, Marvel Yeah, I think mantle. that was the first time that I picked up an actual comic book. Um, but it was the first time seeing that origin on screen, and I thought that was like really well done. And, yeah, it was before yeah. we were bored of origin stories. Yeah, exactly. It was it was a really, really well done, and Sam Raimi is cool. So I loved yeah. his the style that he it, brought. It's probably his. the best example of yeah. this of the spider-man origin story yeah. that has been i mean there's only been two there's been this one and the amazing spider-man and this one was the most efficiently told and yeah. the best one i agree i thought it was really good you know and bone saw was ready bone bone saw is ready so i i agree you can't talk about this um movie without talking about sam raimi yeah. and just mm-hmm. the the style and yeah. the flair that he brings yeah. to it because sam raimi's um version of storytelling or like yeah his his use of storytelling his visual style is perfectly fitting for a comic book um movie because he's so over the top and he's so just like ridiculous with the things that he's willing to do like camera movements and camera angles and Mm -hmm. just his the tone that he strikes throughout it and so that is a perfect fit for this type of a movie and and i loved it yeah i completely agree my my only issue with these movies arises at the third one, so we don't need to really talk I about know. that until we get there. Oh god, I have a fun story about I have a fun story about the third movie. Yes. So, um Spider Man one, I think it was excellent. Yeah, same. I haven't watched it in a while and I probably should revisit it, so, but I have good memories of it. So here's the thing. We we, we knew we were gonna be doing the Spider Man <laughs> stuff. Of, well, we didn't watch yeah. I, well here's the thing. I so I know Alex. Go. I watched all of them. Yeah, Alex rewatched all the movies in preparation for this, and I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. We're gonna watch because Homecoming just came out. We'll go watch Homecoming. I'm gonna rewatch all the other ones just to make sure that I I'm I'm fresh and I have them all in my mind and I can remember what what they were all about. Yep. Um, and I went to go. I picked up my DVD and I was like, you know, I got the DVDs of the first three movies. Um, that'll suffice. I don't need Blu-rays for this. Okay. I picked it up. I looked at it. Spider-Man One, full screen. I was telling Alex earlier that like the the, the there was two things there was two issues that happened with this and one of them I blame the internet and the other I blame past Dwight Mm. and that is one hundred percent past Dwight's issue because when we were younger um, before this was before widescreen TVs were were normal and so and before we were really into I mean film film in general and stuff so I mean I don't know about aspect ratios exactly. so I was I was so adamant I was I have a full screen TV I'm going to buy the full screen version of the movie it Oof. makes the most amount of sense to me I was young and stupid I did that for um, Phantom Menace as well and yeah it was the Star Wars <laughs> oh no it wasn't Phantom Menace Phantom Menace only came out in widescreen it was for Attack of the Clones and um, Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith. Oh. I got those in full screen because I was a dummy yes you were an idiot yeah so. Again, I, pre-film school. Yeah, pre-film school. So I was like, okay, you know what? Fine. I'm not. I'm definitely not going to watch this in full screen just because I, I refuse. It wasn't on Netflix. It wasn't on Hulu. And so I was like, okay, there's this store nearby called Bull Moose. I just saw it there a couple weeks ago. Yep. I'm going to go. I'll, I'll go and I'll pick it up. I went to Bull Moose. Sold out. Yep. They had Spider-Man 2 on Blu-ray. They had Spider-Man 3 on Blu-ray. They did not have Spider-Man 1 on Blu-ray and they didn't have the trilogy except for the newest one which was like 40 bucks and right. I was like, eh, I don't want to spend that much money on it. So, I come home and I was like, "All right, you know what? I need to order something on Amazon." Um, I ordered uh the the frame for the Saga print that we now have hanging up. Nice. And, I, and while I was doing it, I was like, "I'll just tack on the Spider-Man Blu-rays. This is perfect. They were 15 bucks." And I was like, "All right, add that in there." The frame arrives. Um 
Uh, it says everything was tracking. Everything was great. This is your package. Your, your Spider-Man and the frame is coming. The frame arrives. I open it up. There's a frame in there. I take the box and I literally just like go to dump it out. There's no Spider-Man Blu-rays in here. And I'm like, oh, come on. What's this? I went and I, I checked out my email. And my email was, uh, I got an email from Amazon saying, sorry, the thing that you have, uh, we didn't have it in stock. So even though we said we sent it to you, we didn't. You're going to be getting a refund. And I was just like, screw it. The, I just gave up. And should, so that's why I didn't watch any of the movies, guys. You should have borrowed mine. I own, I own all five on Blu-ray. I own one of them on Blu-ray. I own Amazing Spider-Man 1 on Blu-ray. Wow. And you didn't even watch that? No, because I was going to watch them in order. And then when, by the time I'd get, I'd failed on all those other three, I was yep. like, oh, I'm just not going to do this then. <laughs> that is a harrowing tale. Yes. I love it. But anyway, Spider-Man 1 is really good. Things that I super love about Spider-Man, things that are iconic about Spider-Man 1. Yeah. Um, the Upside Down Kiss. Yeah. That's like the big thing I that know. everyone and remembers, right? And they still, right? They, they, in the new movie, they paid a little homage. Yeah, they referenced well, that. Yeah. That was really cute. They re- I see that referenced a lot, which, mm-hmm. which I like. Like I, of all the things that happened in the original movie, I think that's the one that's going to be sticking in pop culture yeah. for eternity. Agreed. Which is amazing because it was a movie invented thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Yeah, and you. Don't look at me. Yeah. I don't know okay. anything about. You Spider-Man get to see uh, Kirsten Dunst nips in that scene. Oh, that's right. They're blasting pretty hard. Oh yeah, they're blasting real <laughs> hard. It's great. What? Like ten-year-old Alex really enjoyed that. 30-year-old Alex, or 27-year-old Alex. 27-year-old Alex, eh, I can get better <laughs> stuff on the internet at this point. Um, the, green, the Green Goblin stuff, I agree, was really great. I liked how they um, did the fight sequence with him at the end. This is like my yep. epitome of like Sam Raimi-style editing. The fight in the abandoned building was great. Yeah. Um, the editing on that's like super Sam Raimi, super tight, the super quick... Uh, camera movements and everything and then i liked that goblin dies i liked the way that they killed him i liked just how that set up everything else and then yeah. the remaining couple movies the way it set up the antagonistic role of harry yes was perfect mm-hmm. for me and this was before movies like movies were built to have sequels right this was one of the first movies that kind of like set up at least one sequel if not multiple sequels which it did yeah because this is pre-lord of the rings this is mildly pre-Lord of the Rings. Re- Lord of the Rings would have been shooting at this point. Because it, it shot... Uh, the first movie came out in 2000... No. One? 2001. Well, first... it, it's, it, um, I think that this came out in September. No. So the first movie oh, came okay. out in 2001. You're right. yeah, but, so but they were still just... shooting at the same time. So, Lord so of it the Rings, was shot pre-Lord Lord of the, the Rings. Lord of the Rings shot all in like 2000. Because it shot yeah. all three movies at once. Yes. So... No, not pre-Lord of the Rings. I'm a big dummy. I was wrong. Also, since we're correcting things, uh, this is, like I said, it was the, the beginning. Our Blade was the beginning of the modern comic book movie. Yeah. I mean, there was like Batman and Superman. Yeah, right yeah, before yeah but I don't really count those as, I don't know. Because, I mean, the, the yeah, Batman like, franchise was still going on during this point. Yeah, or right yeah. before that. Because I think the last one was 98. Yeah, so the last one would have been 98. And then... Chris Nolan didn't pick it up until 2005. Yes. Because I remember going to see Batman Begins in theaters. I I remember really wanting to go. My brother, my sister, and our neighbor, Jason, and his younger brother, Greg, they all went. And Mm -hmm. they invited me. And my mom was like, you can't go. I was was 14 or 15 at the time. And she was like, no, you can't go with them. And I was like, shut up, woman. Sure you did. Let me go. I saw it either right before or right after I graduated high school. Like, yeah. I, I remember seeing it during the summer before um, college. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, Spider-Man one, good movie. Yes, great, great movie. movie. Good movie, great movie. Not the best Spider-Man movie because right. let's move into Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. 2. Spider-Man 2 is, and for me has been for a very long time, the greatest superhero movie ever made. You are 100% correct. I also agree with that. Oh, wow. I wasn't, I I wasn't sure if she no, was No, I, I, it, part of it's nostalgia and I think part of it is just because it's a legitimately good movie. I think my big thing about Spider-Man 2 is that it, Unlike most superhero movies, it leans more heavily on themes than it does mm-hmm. on action. Yeah. Like, there's yep. very little action in this movie. There's one... But the action that it has is the best action put to it, film it, for it a is, superhero movie. But it's... The action has purpose yes. in this movie, whereas a lot of movies like... Like, for example, the recent Wonder Woman yep. movie. Like, the, the final battle scene yep. was there because they were like, ooh, we need that final battle scene. Exactly. Every All the other action in that movie had purpose, mm-hmm. which is what I liked about Legitimately it. Legitimately was just going to say the same thing This movie, purpose. This movie, every single action beat has purpose, is gorgeously filmed, and doesn't feel forced or, like, cheesy. Yep. Whereas some of the scenes, like, parts of the... Um, New York Times or New York Times Square battle in the first movie felt a little cheesy. All of the Times Square stuff in the first movie I hated. The the parade floats yep. and the Macy Gray singing and like that stuff felt I, don't I did not that. it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. That's where he saves Mary Jane when she's falling off the balcony and Harry doesn't move because yep. he's a great boyfriend. Um but like everything about this movie is just so good yep. the, the whole um like theme about like just because i have this power am i supposed to use it mm-hmm. um am, am i supposed to sacrifice my personal life for for like this power i've been given yep. it it really leans on the with great power comes great responsibility theme that was set up in the first one from ben literally saying that line <laughs> um but i i think everything in this movie works like perfectly and doc ock is the perfect foil for um peter parker yep. and what he what he stands for and doc ock's character arc to me is really good because he's one of those villains that you kind of sympathize with he's not well, really, he's tragic he's, he's incredibly not, tragic yeah, he's not really a villain um but the arms are but the arms are <laughs> and like that that operating scene where they're trying to take off the so old that school horror terrified me as a child absolutely terrified me i thought i was just giddy when i watched it like two weeks ago it's or so whatever. much fun that movie tiffany and i saw that in um it, not in theaters at the drive-in the drive-in uh right when it came out and it was so magical because it's a, such a great movie yeah. um the sequence where spider-man stops the train yeah is the best example of a superhero being a superhero and like using everything uh like all of his powers to every like advantage and like the thematicness of this i didn't really talk about this with the first one but um spider-man being based in new york and spider-man like he's like a superhero for the people and the people really represent um like what spider-man like values and stuff like that so in this one when after Spider-Man has stopped Doc Ock, he stopped the train, and all the people stand in front of him, and it's like, if you want to get to Spider-Man, you're going to have to go through oh, us type yeah. of deal. Yeah. It's so 
good and it has to do a lot with like you were saying the themes of like should i be doing this stuff and these are the people that i need to be protecting right and it is greater than himself type of deal that whole sequence is so perfect yeah every time in the new movie when um there's a point where uh tom holland spider-man like goes underneath i don't know if it's those same train tracks but he goes underneath train tracks and i'm like "Mm, you're no Mm. spider-man too guys (laughs) I liked when he was pulling the boat together because it that to me I was just like oh my god it's Spider-Man too yeah <laughs> well every single Spider-Man movie has to have that Spider-Man moment yes. where he does where he makes that big like it's a display of his power and it's a display of like him being a superhero that's up against these amazingly insurmountable odds the yep. first movie has it when green goblin drops mary jane off the bridge right and he also drops i think it's like a, a trolley a cable trolley or something like that yeah with a, kids. it's a cable car filled with children and spider-man saves them both but he does it at like great cost to himself and then that's also when the people of new york step in and yep. um i watched a the a, third one is when he's dancing yes it 100 does the third one have a spider-man moment like that I was trying to think about this. I haven't rewatched them in a while. Um, I remember very little about it, even though I watched it recently, mm-hmm. because... It's... That speaks more to the movie than anything else. <laughs> For the longest time, I was a Spider-Man 3 apologist, but I think I'm less that now. You were? Because I was never a Spider-Man 3 apologist. I was because it was Spider-Man 3 versus The Dark Knight uh, came out around the same time, and mm. I was like firmly into Spider-Man 3 firm bo- uh, fanboy camp. Mm. Dark yeah. Knight's a better movie. One hundred percent, yes, <laughs> yes, um, yes. Um, but um, can I tell my story about Spider-Man Three sure. while we're talking about it? Before I forget, are, are we not... moving on? Did sure, we can... want to talk about Spider-Man Two anymore before we? We can circle back to it. Oh, okay. No, I just while we were talking about Spider-Man Three. Um, so, so, what's your viewing story of Spider-Man well, Three? Tiffany? Spider-Man Three. I made I made a costume for Spider-Man Three because I'm that person that any excuse to dress up in a costume. I'm taking it. Were you J. Jonah Jameson? No, I had bought... Her costume was legitimately awesome. I bought a Spider-Man costume, like, on Halloween, like, clearance. Yeah. So I spent weeks turning the other half of it. I sewed black fabric on half of it and then, like, did, like, the lines with, like, puff paint. So I was half Spider-Man, half Venom. Yeah, so she was, like, half Spider-Man, half the symbiote suit. Yeah. Half black black Spider-Man? Yes, half black Spider-Man. Because that's different. It was half black Spider-Man. That's why I'm I'm, I'm here to... to, Okay, sorry. It wasn't Venom. It was whatever. I need need pictures of this. We have them. Yeah. Um, Because this was a... uh, we were in college when this came out, and we were, like, super excited for it. We were going to the midnight yeah, screening. Yep. We went to go see it in IMAX. Ooh. Tiffany, Wait, how was the showing? Hold on. Wait. It was... What's the difference between Black Spider-Man, Venom, and Symbiote Suit? Um, okay. Well, kind of... Yes and no. Black... Oh, uh, so... Black Spider-Man. Okay. Never mind. So Black I'm Suit dumb. Spider-Man is the symbiote on Peter Parker, yes. and Venom is the symbiote on Eddie Brock. Yep. Never mind. Or Ven- Venom is the symbiote itself. Right. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. I... I'm dumb. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. You're, you're not dumb. No. I just, no, you're not dumb. You're just not a comic book fan. Yeah, no, it just took nerd. me a second. I know what you're talking about. So, we go to the screening. There's a costume contest. I win popcorn because I'm freaking awesome. She won the costume contest. Yeah, I awesome. did. Whatever, because other people are crazy like me. So, the movie's about to start, and then all the lights come on, and they're like, uh, there was a bomb threat. Everyone has to leave. Jeez. And I no cried lie. in the parking lot for 45 minutes. Aww. Like, sobbed. I was so upset. And then we went to see it the next day. And it was, and it was terrible. so awful. 
well, I was we, like, we, I cried. Once again, this. I was being an apologetic, like apologist yeah. for because I was like, oh come on, Spider Man. It was really good, guys. Because we it, just had this like awful, awful experience. Because like, ugh. So what went wrong with Spider Man Three? Oh man, too much Sam Raimi. Um, I disagree. Well, I I think Sam Raimi was was pigeonholed into doing stuff he didn't want. Yeah, you think? Yes, because he didn't want to do Venom. Yeah, I, I was oh, I was gonna right, say because um Sandman was in that one too. Yes. There See, were too many villains. I would have been fine with. The yeah. Venom symbiote being in it. Yep. But no Eddie Brock. Like, yeah. cut out Eddie Brock, have the Venom symbiote be part of it, but have it all be... So, a Spider-Man internal struggle with the Venom symbiote. Yep. And then have Sandman be that villain that, that that's opposing him. Mm-hmm. And less um, Harry as Green Goblin. Like, yeah, that's I, right. I, I didn't there was even... three villains in that one. But that's right. I remember now that Sam Raimi is like, I don't like Venom. And then I was like, why are we doing a Venom movie be- if you don't like Because the other because... the other producer, I think his name is Avi Arid, um, was like, the kids like Venom. Put Venom in the next movie. And, yeah. and that wasn't the story that Sam Raimi wanted to tell. Right. Yeah. I thought that the movie would have been better, or I, what I thought the movie was going to do was I thought it was going to set up the fourth Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. with Peter having the symbiote for the entire movie and Eddie Brock being in it but then peter losing the symbiote at the end and then it bonding with eddie and then that's where credits right and then yeah. so like we get so this next movie is going to be all about venom versus spider-man and that is not what we got that, at all yeah that would have been pretty cool I, actually now that i think about it i think the best third installment in this franchise would have been just uh some sort of conclusion to the harry versus Peter yeah, just story. Them. But yeah. I don't think they wanted to do another Green Goblin. Like, because right. that would have. I thought he was going to be Hobgoblin. But that's stupid, the, yeah. See, that's that what would have made sense. That you complete that story, you complete that arc. Well, yeah, they've been telling that story like and setting up or laying the seeds yeah. for three straight mo- or yeah. two straight movies. So why not just Finish wrap that up that. in the third one? And you could even have it with the Venom symbiote. So mm-hmm. cut out Sandman, like set up Eddie Brock as trying to steal mm-hmm. Peter's job or whatever. Mm-hmm. Have the Venom symbiote, have Harry, have like an altercation where he kills Harry because of the Venom symbiote feeding on the anger. Then that's where he like makes that realization that this is bad. He gets rid of it. Then it's set up for the the fourth movie. Like that would have been perfect. That would be, yeah. This movie, there was too much stuff going on in it and it just like fell flat. And then there was the whole emo Peter thing halfway through it, which I I know people don't like, but emo Peter was terrible. It was. I liked his dance moves. I I like the, the moment, like the moment that the movie officially lost me was when he became emo Peter, where he's like in the, in the alleyway, he looks at his reflection and he's like, puts his hair over his eye and he's like, yeah, this is who I am now. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, this is schlock. Like yeah. it was, it For was me, pure that schlock. part was when they were at the the nightclub or whatever, doing the dance. Doing the oh dance. It was like there's so many weird. Yeah. There are two really good things about this movie, though, and I and I just want to get them on record. Sandman's birth is gorgeous, perfect. That entire the. Yeah. yeah, the 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 music for that, the effects for that, that whole sequence of Sandman like coming back to life yeah. after being obliterated was perfect. When the the CG the CG of him stepping out of the sand pit mm-hmm. is so cool. Yep, like uh, he's like shaking it off. Him like himself. reforming his body yeah. and then trying to step and his like leg breaking yep. and then him like him, finally... him learning how to use his abil- his yeah, powers. Yeah, that, that is really gorgeous. And also I that now. the way that they killed Venom felt 
incredibly like a comic book to me. Yep. So I don't like know if you remember what they do. The, uh... Yeah, exactly. Like so that he learns through the church bell that the sound is what affects the symbiote. So he sets all these metal poles around Eddie Brock as Venom. Yeah. And he runs around them, slamming them, and like he pulls Eddie away from the symbiote. Yeah. And then I, that just that felt cool. so comic booky to me, and I I loved it. Yeah. The rest of the movie was hot garbage, and I hated it. Yeah, I think there's very little to enjoy about this movie, but everything that you said is mm-hmm. very good. They also tried to uh, slam Gwen Stacy in there. Yeah, that she was. Oh, in yeah, because Emma Stone was in that movie. No, what? no, yeah. no, no, no. That, uh, that's the amazing Bryce... Spider-Man. It's oh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard. Never mind. Never mind. I'm confusing my movies. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's okay. okay. Because um, there's so freaking many of them. Yes, yeah, there Bryce is. Dallas Howard was. So yeah, Gwen right. Stacy was dating Eddie Brock Jr. in the movie. Yep. And um, so there's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about before we move on to the new one. There's two really important actors that we haven't mentioned yet. Um, J. Jonah Jameson. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson is the perfect casting. E- yes. <laughs> Easily, like, one of the most perfect castings in mm-hmm. film history. Yes. 100%. Everything about him, he nailed that character. Oh, yeah. He is the perfect J. Jonah Jameson. It, now that I've seen him as J. Jonah Jameson, mm-hmm. whenever I read Spider-Man comics, yep. I hear his voice. Yep. <laughs> like, every if I ever see that character again on screen and it's not him, I'm going to be disappointed. He was so just like iconic as that character if they haven't been able to recast him he yep. has not been in any of the other movies yeah that's yep. right that's you just right. you can't have like you just can't replace that it's almost like um heath ledger is a joker yep like I, i'm it's shocking that they even tried like, yeah oh yeah i um i would love for them to have him in the new i would love him to the come spider-man back. movies and it'd be jk simmons again That'd be that great. would be perfect and who do you think the other the other actor that i i have to talk about is is it Sally Field? No. Uh, That's in the new one. Nice Bruce try. Campbell. 100%. <laughs> you can't talk about Sam Raimi Spider-Man without Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah. He, Sam Raimi So Spider-Man. funny. Every every movie, because he's the Mater D in the third one. Yep. He's, he's the, the guy at the front office of the, the theater. Yep, um, in the second in one. The second and he's one. the wrestling announcer in the first one. And he's the wrestling announcer in the first he, one. He names Spider-Man. He does. He, he, he's great. Yep. He's like a great bit part in all three movies. But he's a memorable bit part in all three movies. That's yep. the great thing. Him and Bonesaw in that first movie. Bonesaw was ready. Bonesaw was so ready. But he ready. wasn't ready. He got his ass whooped. <laughs> Pretty hard. R.I.P. Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, One of the things that's really cool about the first two movies in particular, um, I watched this web series um, by this guy called Movie Bob. Mm-hmm. He's actually local. He's based out of Boston. And he does this movie thing called uh, Really That Good, which is where he takes a look at classic movies, classic movies, uh, just movies in general, and that have been kind of widely accepted in pop culture as amazing movies. He did um, Vacation. He did Ghostbusters. And one of the ones that he did was the first two Spider-Man movies. And in it, he talks about just the importance of these movies and when they came out. Mostly it was because the first movie comes out in a post 9-11 world. Yep. And if you look at it, because um, I think 9-11 played a big impact in the marketing of it. And I know they removed a big scene in there because there was originally a sequence with the two towers that right. Spider-Man was swinging between. And like, if you look at the sequence where he is um, interacting with the New Yorkers, it just feels like such a, like a unity t- moment, like everyone like in the nation coming together type of deal. Mm-hmm. 
that type of stuff I thought was really powerful and really like when you take a step back and think about it, like Spider-Man is outside of Superman. He is like the American superhero. Yeah. Agreed. Disagree. Oh yeah. Cool. I just wanted to mention that because I think it's like, it was an amazing point. And if anyone wants to watch it really that good Spider-Man, it's like two hours, it's like an hour long, but it's worth every minute. Yeah. Um, so moving on, do we want to move on to, the Andrew Garfield's movies or yeah I think we should um I mean I think that we we don't need there's not much that needs to be said about this so I, know, af- I feel bad I'm like so not up to date with my Spider-Man movie watching so yeah. I only am going on well my... you've only not seen one of them yeah which one the second amazing, amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man too so so after so Spider-Man 3 came out to really lukewarm reception, um, they relatively quickly canned the fourth movie. Yep. And Sony kind of went back to the drawing board. And they, I think three years later, just relaunched. When, when did the first one come out? 2011? Yeah. 2010, I 2011? Believe, I believe 2011. Um, so that was actually a little while because of eh, whatever. Four um, years. Four years later. So they recast Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield is the new Spider-Man. They have... Um, Recast now Emma Stone's everyone. in this yeah, movie. Yeah, now Emma Stone's in they, They've taken him oh, back only. to high school, and they basically tried it again. Yep. This time, Lizard's the villain. Peter, once again, is a teenager. Um, Same origin story. Well, or yeah. similar, yeah. but like it, doing it's, the origin story It's similar story enough. Thing. Pretty much the same. But um, one thing that I do w- would like to say about Spider-Man movies as a whole, all six of them at this point, mm-hmm. Um, they don't reuse villains very often. They reused yeah. Green Goblin once, briefly. I would argue that Green Goblin's been in it three times. Yeah, well, it made sense that Harry was the Green Goblin. I would have liked... It made sense that Harry was the Green Goblin in the Raimi films. Right, in the Raimi films. Okay. I didn't like the Green Goblin in the Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man 2, two. is easily the worst Spider-Man. It's I disagree. I, th- I think Spider-Man 3 is worse. I wholeheartedly but I think, disagree. I think they're they're both terrible movies. But um, I like that like we got Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Lizard, Sandman, Venom, and now Vulture. Like we've gotten mm-hmm. all these different... Electro. Yep. Like Electro Shocker. Has, we have Shocker too. Because he has such a deep rogues gallery. Rhino. We had Rhino. I love that we... That they, they haven't been, like, retreading yep. so much. Like, the Batman movies did some retreading with um, the Joker. That's hard, though, because the same thing with Green Goblin. Joker right. is Batman's iconic villain. Exactly. And over the years, Green Goblin has become Spider-Man's iconic villain. Yeah. Do you think now that this other one did so well that they might revisit it? Green Goblin is definitely I, going to be in it at yeah, some point, Yeah, like, think. you know, almost like testing the waters think to so? be like, let's see. I hope not. I Like, I'm... I'm cautiously optimistic that they won't mm-hmm. retread on the same ground, but at the same time, I know people probably want to see it again to a certain well, extent. Well, if they can do it well, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm okay with it. I mean, if they can do with Green Goblin what they did with the new Vulture, like Vulture, in theory, I don't think Vulture should work, but they right. made him yeah, work, they made it work in in this universe, right. which we'll get to. And with stuff like the, you have Tony Stark, and like so, I feel like Tony Stark needs um, rival. Uh, businessmen like just he had Justin Hammer yeah. in the second one, so Oscorp can kind of fill that role. But I'd almost rather see like Kingpin or Kingpin exists. Or I I King... want I want to see Vincent D'Onofrio fight Tom Holland. That would be so cool. Or even like a Mysterio or a Chameleon or a I want to see Bruce Bruce Campbell come back as like, Mysterio. I want to see. Oh, that'd be so Scorp- cool. Scorp- spoiler: It's Scorpion's going to happen. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. 
Really? I really didn't. Did you the not see the new giant scorpion tattoo? Did you not see the new Spider-Man? Oh, did I miss something? Are you being serious here? I must have. Okay, missed Matt it. Matt Gargan is in the is in the the new movie. He's the one on the ferry that with um, a giant scorpion with a giant tattoo. scorpion tattoo on his neck, I and mean, then he, and he's the one who um, Vulture talks to at the very oh, last scene. Okay. And he's like, notice. oh, we're in the same. He's that's the scorpion. I didn't notice that he was scorpion. I didn't yep. see the tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's I pronounced just... tattoo. Yep. Um, and I think they call him Mac. So. Oh, cool. So. So scorpion is definitely happening. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Like, he has just such a great rogues gallery that I want to see different things. Like, it would be so disappointing if the new the Matt Reeves the Batman yep. came out and it was just the Joker again or Bane again. Like, these are villains we've already seen. Just yeah. like these characters like give me a clay face like i feel the same way about batman as i do about spider-man these these characters have such great villains and such a deep catalog of great villains that just give me different and i'll probably be pretty happy well spider-man and batman i think have the best villains in comics period Period. yep i agree but i feel like i I went off track yeah amazing spider-man amazing spider-man good movie um, I liked it more than I think I should have. Same. Um, it, I, I enjoyed Andrew Garfield's interpretation of, um, of Spider-Man. I wasn't uh, a big fan of him as Peter. See, I, I like him. I 100% agree. I he think... was, he was a little too cool, a little too hip for Peter. Okay, Peter to right. me is a nerd. Peter's downtrodden. Peter's not yeah. a, a skateboarding, um, cool kid. I liked yeah. it though. See, I, it's I a fine interpretation, part, part of it, of but me, it's not my favorite. Part of me says like, I like that they tried to do something different. But as somebody who reads a lot or has read a lot mm-hmm. of Spider-Man comics, I wanted to see nerdy Peter Parker that like has trouble talking to girls and is like just awkward. Yep. And Andrew Garfield doesn't sell that part of Peter Parker. I 100% Like when agree he's like you. having awkward conversations with uh, Emma Stone, I'm just like, this isn't awkward. You look way too cool and you carry yourself too well mm-hmm. to sell this part of the character. It's- his fault but, he's too cute but see like i don't i'm i know I'm not 100 percent yeah. faulting the actor i'm faulting the casting yep. director yeah like i don't think he's a good cast for or casting for this role but, but when the suit's on when the suit's on and he's quipping and he's quipping and that that perfect. is one but like that is one of the things i missed in the first spider-man series like mm-hmm. Topher Grace was fine at the quipping you mean Topher, but it, uh, you're not talking about sorry, Brock, you mean toby mcguire can we just hold on I love Topher Grace. He was severely poorly cast as, as Eddie Brock. Well, okay. So he was cast as Eddie Brock Jr. As you know from the Ultimate Universe is like a lot different. Yes. So Eddie Brock Jr. is the ultimate yep. Venom. And that's what he was cast as. Uh, and he was actually cast pretty well in that role. I suppose. Because they made a point of calling him Eddie Brock Jr. I don't remember movie. that. You're probably right. And now. I went back and I was like, wait, is Eddie Brock actually Jr.? No, he is in the Ultimate Universe. Cool. So, so moving back. He's very different, but I still think he's a bad Eddie Brock. Yes. Tobey Maguire. Um, Tobey Maguire didn't have the quippiness down. But he was a perfect Peter but Parker. But he was a perfect Peter Parker. I think that huh. Andrew Garfield was a terrible Peter Parker, but was a pretty good Spider-Man. I agree. The quippy, yeah. quippiness with all of his villains were just like really, really good. But speaking of villains, I feel that the lizard was relatively weak. Yeah, like... I, I like that they tried to ground him in some sort of um, mythology with Peter's parents and try and make this. They tried to do something cool with the story by making it an overarching plot line yep. about finding out what happened to Peter's parents and 
all of their work in this genetic research and how that kind of made at least one of, if not, I think the plan was to have it be most of the villains mm-hmm. were going to be made by that, um, which was would have been cool because like Green Goblin was like um, his origin was kind of well because yeah, he was tied in with peter's parents right and stuff like that so i liked that because well, we didn't know why they had disappeared because like they had abandoned him, peter yep. at um uncle ben and um Ame. Ame, sally fields sally um Field. place nice. which was like fine but um, I, I agree i wanted to know more about that yeah um and i'm a little bit disappointed that we're never going to find out but it was just kind of like ham-fistedly done like, yeah it was in the second movie especially it felt like the movie halted in his tracks to try to like go and figure out that type of a mystery and it just like put the rest of the the plot on pause which the first movie didn't even focus on that much so yeah i wish i loved the um green goblin gwen stacy death sequence in that movie it's the only good part of that i thought that was the only good part of the movie like thought it was great yeah but the only good part of the movie um anyways uh still on uh amazing experiment one I think that Amazing Spider-Man 1 has the worst Spider-Man costume. I would agree. He looks like he's wearing a basketball. I think Amazing Spider-Man 1, if we're talking about costumes... We'll get to this, I think, at the end. ...is but... pretty poor. Yes. I think Amazing Spider-Man 2 is the best. I, I think they, mm-hmm. like, super compensated for having such they a terrible costume. They way overcompensated. I, I but I think, really it, I think it was amazing. Yep. Spider-Man. <laughs> amazing. So, I think... Anybody else want to touch on... Amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I, I literally saw that movie once in theaters and like never revisited it <laughs> and never saw the second one because I didn't care. I remember... It was very underwhelming. I remember walking out of the Amazing Spider-Man, the first one, and being like, that was really good. That might be my second favorite. Like, I was like, I wow. think I think it's almost as good as Spider-Man 2. And then like a few weeks later being like, what was wrong with me? <laughs> like, that movie was fine. There were some good parts of it. I really liked... Um... I know what you were complaining about. We were both complaining about Peter being too cool, but I liked Peter's relationship with Gwen. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone had amazing chemistry, and they really worked well with each other. That's why they dated once, after that. Yeah, <laughs> and it showed. It yeah, super showed. Like very, it was. Yeah, it was. Awesome. I really liked that. Um, Dennis Leary as um, Gwen Stacy's father was pretty good. Um, I liked that they they didn't skimp on the deaths yeah specifically in the second one but the first one as well like the death of 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 captain stacy is like a big iconic spider-man moment yeah and the fact that they like followed through with it as opposed to like in the sam raimi stuff um where you have um they did like the the mary jane being thrown off the thing which was originally supposed to be gwen stacy and they just didn't have her die Mm -hmm. which i'm happy they didn't but they didn't like they, they went for broke for the with most of these sequences and yeah i think they paid off yeah more or less, there was some cool visual stuff too in the, in the Amazing Spider-Man. I liked the scene where he's in the subway sitting on all the spider webs. Oh like yeah, that that was really cool. That's really cool. Um, I liked how he had. Actually, I like the organic web shooters in the original Spider-Man. I know some people have the issues with them. I I didn't mind them. I I really like the idea of Spider-Man being able to run out of material and like run out of. Quote they, unquote ammo. They've never, that's never been a thing in any of the movies, though. But I, he's I, never once had that. Even the ones with the, the only time he's run out of web is when he had the organic web shooter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, I like the, 
That's why I said I like the idea of him being able to run out of ammo, mm-hmm. but nobody's capitalized on it. I'm shocked they yes. haven't. But I I have a feeling that they might eventually. I feel like they almost went there in the newest one. Like there was points where he was like they showed him reloading. refilling it or reloading yeah. it, but yeah, I I don't I don't have anything against organic web shooters, but pe- some people are purists and are like I want it to be like <laughs> the comics. So give him his, you know, I, I do like the way it's done in the Amazing Spider-Man, and in the new one that it's alluded towards. But like, I like that he yeah. invents it. That that whole process of him inventing it is very Peter Parker, yes. like being smart and doing stuff. Well, in the new one, that's the whole reason Tony Stark goes to Peter right. in in the Civil War is to get his web fluid. Right. Um, and then he like when he's there, he's like, oh hey, this kid's actually pretty good, so let's bring him along. So anyways, do we have anything else to say about Amazing Spider? Amazing Spider-Man Two is is terrible. I think it's the worst one. I I, I, I I know you said that you think Spider-Man Three is. I think Amazing Spider-Man Two is horrible. The villains' motivations are stupid and dumb. Specifically, Electro. Yes. Electro makes no. He Tiffany. I know you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Electro gets mad at Spider-Man because Spider-Man doesn't remember his birthday. Mm-hmm. Wait. That's why Electro doesn't like Spider-Man. Wait, that's a real thing. I'm not joking. It's yeah. the stupidest that's real? thing. Electro yep. is a te- like. He's the worst, worst thing ever. He, he's the worst <laughs> Spider-Man villain. Is he um, a short fuse? Not, uh, short circuit, more like. Um, sure. bump. I and I also That's really stupid hated and dumb and the hairy stuff was stupid and dumb. Like, oh, we have a degenerate blood disease yeah. and like that's why we become the Green Goblin because we try to fix ourselves. The the stupid um the man score, in black the stupid score with Electro with the chanting oh, I, don't I really that. hated. Oh. I've only seen that movie once. The, it's bad. The man in black yeah. stuff at the end when he's trying to put together the Sinister Six and like Norman Osborn literally dies. Like yep. he, he he gets his head cut off off screen. Yeah. The movie was stupid. Yeah. Like Spider-Man 3 had redeeming things about it. Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man 2 had one redeeming scene. Yeah, I and the suit I don't know. I you watch, still like it better than. I think it's a the the quality shift is really what gets me with Spider Man three. Like, okay. if I'm gonna watch Spider Man three, I'm usually gonna watch it right after Spider Man one and two. If I'm gonna watch Amazing Spider Man two, I'm gonna watch it after Amazing Spider Man one. And uh, the quality shift is lesser to me. Than, okay. And it's less jarring. So that's why I don't really like Spider Man three. Uh, like, I think they're both terrible movies, but I think. I'd rather watch Spider-Man 2 than Spider-Man 3. I wonder how many times we've said Spider-Man in this podcast. Um, we should count it. We should, yeah, you should count it when you edit the, the you episode. You guys can both go to hell. <laughs> so, Spider-Man Home. Oh, good. Coming. The one I've actually seen and I actually can talk about it. So, um, Tiffany, what do you think about Spider-Man Home coming? Tiffany oh, goes first. I don't, I don't like Because you just start. said that you were like blah, blah, blah. I don't like to start because why I don't, is, I'm not good at starting conversations. Well, why okay. is it called Homecoming? I have no freaking okay. idea. Okay, so Spider-Man Homecoming <laughs> is the first movie um, that involves the first Spider-Man solo film, quote-unquote solo film, in the new Marvel Cinematic Universe after Spider-Man was introduced in, Spy- in Captain America Civil War. Um, uh, Tom Holland is our new Spider-Man. The movie also co-stars Tony Stark as um, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Tony and Stark as I know, Robert Downey I know, Jr. Okay, I know what I said. Okay. He did that intentionally. I know All what right. I said because he's become one and the same. Uh, Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Um... Zenyatta Zenata as, um, as, as uh, a character named Michelle. Experience tranquility. <laughs> yes, that's what she does to the whole movie. Um, I don't remember the name of the guy who plays Ned, but he's awesome. Ned Stark. Ned Stark. Ah, oh, 
Sean Bean. No. Sean Bon. Sure. Seen Bean? Seen, seen, uh, 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 Boromir. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the guy who plays Ned is awesome. Um, good movie. Oh, yeah. I so, thought... okay. What uh, I, I really like this movie. So, I thought this movie was, it was a perfect introduction or a perfect, um, great solo film for Spider-Man in this larger Marvel cinematic universe. It wasn't too overt. The, the use of like the world building previous to this, um, complemented the movie perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was just a fantastic film. I really, really liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's probably top three Spider-Man movies for me. Me? Yeah, you go next. Was that enough of an introduction uh, for us to why is it pass it over to you? I don't know. Um, it's called Homecoming because Spider-Man is coming home to Marvel. Com- yeah, is that why? More or less, I, I would imagine. I, I'm fairly convinced that that's how it was pitched in the oh. in the like the boardroom where it's I like be let's yeah. call it Homecoming because you'll be in high school and it can be a Homecoming uh, dance, but also he's it. coming home to Marvel and everyone was like, "You're a genius." But so the thing so is, this... though, Sony still owns... Well, that's what I'm going to say. This yeah. movie's a big deal because Sony technically still owns the, the rights to the Spider-Man it. character, but right. they're playing ball with Marvel because yep. they realize Marvel... Because Spider- Amazing Spider-Man 2 was oh it God, bombed tank. and it was critically, like, shellacked. Yep. Yep. Um, so the fact that, like, they were, they're now... They, came cr- they basically came crawling back and were like, okay, please. Wall crawling back. Oh, nailed it. Please help us make a good movie. Like, finally somebody has, you know the the smarts to be like okay we clearly don't know how to make a movie like mm-hmm. we need your help and, and clearly actually, you understand what you're doing marvel so please help us and i think that marvel actually kind of like berated sony during the making of this movie because mm-hmm. if you look at what tony says to peter at some points during the movie where he's talking like you're not ready for this you can't do this by yourself you're not good blah yeah. blah that's like marvel being like listen guys we're going to show you how to do this <laughs> yeah. like marvel and that's what it felt like and it was great. And it worked. And it worked. Yeah, it worked really, really well. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was a great um, for a movie that included Tony Stark and felt like it was part of a bigger universe. Mm-hmm. It was really small scale, like which is it, what it, I wanted. It was which is what Spider Man is. It was kind of like tucked in, like everything stayed close to Queens, except yep. you know when he went to New, um, Washington, Washington D.C., which was brief ish yeah well it was like a 20 minute but but but. even the sequence that was in washington dc it was like he was riding on a truck for a good portion of it he he like climbed the washington memorial briefly but like it, it it felt really um small scale to Mm -hmm. me and it felt like what i want a spider-man movie to be it's about this teenager getting powers and just doing the best with it that he can mm-hmm. going around like watching him save a person's bike and then be like is this your bike and then just tie it up and be like i found your bike like that's the sort of stuff i want to see in a spider-man movie and then like casually see him deal with villain like a big villain like the vulture but that's but getting it over his head about yeah, it yeah. And... exactly what i really liked about this movie and the washington monument sequence is when it solidified it for me mm-hmm. this is the most inexperienced spider-man we have seen on screen yeah um both spider-man one and amazing spider-man one did a thing where peter parker gets his abilities and then like they cut to some indiscriminate time later where he has a full suit and he's like 
yeah. amazing yeah, with his abilities. They reduce. they montage that stuff. Yeah, they like, do. But in this one, it's it's impl- implied not only through the quote unquote training wheels program that's a part of Peter's suit, mm-hmm. but just what the things that Peter says and the way that he is clearly fighting and interacting that he is super inexperienced. Yep. When he is climbing the Washington Monument, he says, "This is the highest I've ever been." Yeah, he lives in New York. There's Milt buildings much taller than the Washington Monument, and we've seen um, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man climb higher than that, and we've seen Andrew Garfield's. In both Spider-Man. of those other movies, you see them him the Spider-Man yep. literally flying around from building to exactly. building. Exactly, and, you and don't in, see in the Andrew movie. Garfield one, we see him jumping from the top of I think not the Empire State Building, but there's that giant fall yep. where yep. you yep. see like the the clothing rippling on his back I and stuff like that. Think about that that you don't see him swing from building to building like you do nope. in those other movies. One of my favorite parts of this movie, and not that to interrupt you, was when he was the in baseball. Rural the baseball field yeah when he's in the rural part and he goes to shoot his web shooter and it hits nothing yep he's like oh and, and it's, i love that because it almost seemed like a dig at the other movies because there are some scenes in the other movies where you see them swinging and you're like where is that anchor yeah what's going like, on here where is he anchored to because there's no way he's swinging like some yeah. of that stuff i read or yeah read or watched that it was like homages to a specific Thing that happened in the comic where he was in like suburbia and yeah. he had nothing he helped mm-hmm. he couldn't run any like he couldn't swing from anything that's so, so funny yeah. i, I yeah. just love that i i absolutely love it it was great this, and like oh sorry, no. i want to talk about the vulture when okay, you're done, uh, so it's just like this is clearly an inexperienced spider-man and at the end of the movie he's still inexperienced yes. we're still dealing with a young mm-hmm. a young spider-man who is not the best he can be so i'm i love the potential that we have with that and yeah. he's still learning and he's going to just only be getting better like i hope these movies will be getting better right. I, I loved that yeah I, I really love that this was a learning experience for spider-man mm-hmm. this was spider-man developing and not becoming perfect by the end of the movie yes. I, that like that's one of my issues with a lot of superhero movies is that by the end of the first movie they seem like they're perfect yeah. at, or like know everything that they can do and i love that spider-man is still learning and but at the end of this movie he makes like adult decisions yeah. that he probably wouldn't have made at the beginning exactly which is, which well, is, yeah. being on avengers never exactly made it, yeah. like it's cool i like it um i'm really looking forward to the second one you were talking about the vulture yeah Tiffany? so this movie did my favorite thing with villains is that it makes the villain's motivation like a, a good one like he's doing what he's doing for the right reasons right so you feel like the literal literally the movie opens up with um oh my god i can't think of the his battle name right of, um the actor uh, michael keaton michael, michael keaton. keaton um getting you know they're cleaning up after the battle of new york and like literally somebody coming Which in is genius so, tony stark's you know whatever homeland I'm not damage control is that what damage, it was? Damage, 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 damage control, control. Damage but coming control. in and literally being like you guys are relieved of your job and like literally you know go away and him you know michael keaton's character being like i need this job i just hired all these people i bought right. all these trucks like i need this job and falling into that villainry you know stealing all the the pieces of the um chitari i was like i'm like what the hell are they called you know yeah I know. you got um, this yeah um but you know like kind of devolving into that world but doing it because he wants to stick it to the man and wants to you know yep. do it for his family and to keep his his employees you know happy and, and all like and it, it i love villains like that yeah. so much because you're just like i relate to you and i i get what you're doing it's like doing it, the wrong things for the right right reason and is, then all, and then they devolve into you yeah, know other right but is that a better or worse reason than spider-man forgetting his birthday <laughs> just 
solid. Solid. Nice. Callback. You love that movie. It's your favorite movie. You said. I, I hate just, you. I, I hate love, you with all my heart. No, but I love Vulture's villains. Amazing. I love villains with Spider-Man motivation. Good motivation. Good motivation and motivation that you can relate to. And I love. And we had talked about this after Dwight. Um, like the the Spider-Man Vulture connection. Like there was no connection it well, was like almost like two separate movies that, that's what i wanted parallel to, to each other bring yeah up. every other spider-man villain in every other one of the movies has a personal connection to peter in some way shape or form outside mm-hmm. of sandman um because like you've got green goblin mm-hmm. being harry's father in the first one mm-hmm. and, and norman interacting with peter a lot dr octopus becomes friends with peter before right. he becomes or Otto octavius becomes friends with peter before he becomes dr octopus um harry's are yeah, harry in the third one um and Peter Venom, Venom in the third one. Venom in the third the one. Lizard yeah, Venom in the third one as well. Yeah, the, the lizard. Like it, it wasn't a teacher, but I it was thought, like Gwen yeah. Stacy's. Um, it was Gwen Stacy's teacher or something like that. Yeah, yeah but he was, a, he was uh, partners with Peter's with father. Peter's father. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so they knew. Yeah. Long, long story short, and and the third one is Harry Osborn again. Right. So, or the second one. Every other Spider-Man villain has a spoiler alert f- for what I'm about to say about the Vulture. Um, every other Spider-Man villain has a personal connection mm-hmm. to Peter in. Uh, the other ones, and right he and he doesn't have it in Homecoming until <laughs> one of the best, the best scenes, scenes in the movie, yeah, like the best scene in the movie, yeah, where you get that that connection right in your face. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Spoilers. Yeah. Go, we, go go on ahead. Um, like the thing I think was so great about this, and and I'm one of those people that never sees stuff coming because I don't, I don't, I did not see this. Coming. I try, Same. yeah, I try not to like read into things too much, and I try to like I know a lot about the filmmaking process and all of that stuff and storytelling and blah blah blah, and yeah, most stories are kind of telegraphed and you can see stuff coming, and that's kind of just knowing story structure. But and and I like to watch movies and just watch them and just you know kind of I'd take it myself out, unlike Dwight who likes to go, oh, this is gonna happen. I'm gonna analyze everything up front. Storm of spoilers. But this, I know, and 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 spoilers don't bother me either. But I like to be immersed in a movie, and this this you know where. Peter's going to pick up what's her name Michelle, for uh, um, no it's Liz Liz Liz, Liz. Liz. Liz Allen Michelle is the the MJ Michelle the is, yeah they're in spoilers Michelle is sorry the, but they they've come out and said that that's not Mary, Mary Jane. Jane it's yeah. MJ I know MJ. but like whatever that, that line like irked me yeah like, real it's... bad stupid <laughs> it's um, stupid I'm really bad sorry with to character names okay so he he's going he's going to pick up Liz for for the dance and whatever you know he scores this date with for the homecoming. senior for homecoming whatever and, <laughs> that's the name of the movie and Peter ring you know you have this like montage of him getting ready and I'm like this is either the tone was like this is either going to go really well and be really awesome or something's going to happen and I was like nah this is like we're on a high note right See, now I thought Vulture was going to attack during yeah, something's going to happen at homecoming whatever it's still going to be unconnected so like Peter goes to ring the freaking doorbell and there's the vulture like and it's his daughter and you're just like and from there until you know they're 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 that scene where they're driving in the car and like and as vulture's and, putting and it as together putting together that sequence and, was great and you know liz is on her phone being like oh yeah you know peter works with tony stark and all this stuff and just putting mm-hmm. all, I mean, yeah, peter went to washington with us and well yeah because, you disappeared though where'd you go because peter spider-man and the vulture had had like a couple like run-ins you know they fought at, in washington yeah they've been yep. you know trying to stop him but that's just that moment where you you realize that vulture knows that this is spider-man and you're just like holy crap yeah and that was really well and done it was too well like shot and it was just well lit and it was just so tense and i'm like oh my god oh my god and then that from then on out i'm like yep this is i'm sold yep. i'm in 
I, I really liked how they also misdirected people who do know the comics because mm-hmm. in no way, shape, or form should Liz Allen be related to Peter Toombs. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't, like... Just, See, and just I don't know that. that well, I mean, like, yeah. And yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not to get, like... But, but like, because... And they also play with other expectations because Liz is black and uh, the other... Um, Vulture's like white. Yeah. white, and so it's like it's a mixed race family, which like I mean, racist me wasn't expecting. Like, you know, you <laughs> but know I don't I mean? think like, the average person does expect that, and it has nothing to do with racism. It's yeah. just what you you're surrounded by. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like, also, comics. Like I wasn't expecting. Yeah, and that, mixed race that's families. Not what, there's not. The there's there's just not as many of them. So you, that's mm-hmm. not you know you're not expecting that. So there's nothing wrong. But with, it was an amazing twist. One of, it was so good. My favorite thing about the twist, and it's not even about the movie. It's. I was sitting in the theater, and the moment um, the vulture opens, Michael Keaton opens the door, I was like, oh my god, that's her father. And then, like, he goes, I'm uh, Liz's dad. The person behind me, after he said the line, goes, oh! and I was like, didn't you get that, like, ten seconds <laughs> yeah, ago? Yeah, I know, when, he opened, when the he opened the door. <laughs> Both me and Tiffany, because we, we leaned over and talked during this, we couldn't figure out if he was really her father or, or if this like was a setup. a setup that he oh. had like figured out because we had known that he had figured out that he was in that area. Right. And yeah. so I didn't know if he had like figured this out and was like here to like hijack Peter and was just going to be all normal. And, yeah. But then when it was like legitimately His just family. her, the other family, but I think that was the, the smartest time, thing any Spider-Man then at the same time, it's like you get a glimpse into their, their home and you're like, okay, this is the life that Vulture has been working mm-hmm. to create for his family. They have a beautiful house and they're like, you know, taking care of and everything. I know you, you're going to put a yep, pin in I this. You can't about see this, this on, on, in listening world, but Dwight is making wild hand motions. But yeah, that's the life that he's trying to build for his family. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, you, you, again, that motivation for that, for that villain is just, oh, and speaking, so good. And speaking of villain motivations, this is another layer that I love about it. The vulture is a giant hypocrite because he is constantly oh, yeah. because he's constantly talking about how Tony Stark, the big man, is is pissing on us little folk, the ones who are uh, we're the we're the downtrodden, we're the blue collars. He lives in a multi million dollar house mm-hmm. that he's mm-hmm. gotten from all of his ill gotten gains, and he is still acting like he is on a high horse because he is he's living in like a life of luxury. Right. His 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 daughter is like going to a gifted school. Yep. His yep. wife is clearly well provided for and they have this beautiful beautiful home. Like and and yeah. he's complaining about Tony Stark um being a rich man. Mm-hmm. Shut up. I don't want to get which all is just great. political, but it's a very political, you know, it's very, you know, you have these people who are like, yeah, we're for the working people and I'm like, yeah, but are you really though? Mm-hmm. It's very good modern yeah, it's, uh, social um, it's really it's relatable and i i forget what i had said about this um you're still you know even though you're like yeah sticking it to the man you're still looking out for yourself you know yeah, yeah. so yeah. it doesn't matter still a good character good motivation and it still is a great character i agree like that that makes his character even better i think because he's that's another layer to yeah him. yeah did you like the movie alex yeah Sorry, i, I, I really liked the movie <laughs> um i think after seeing this movie I've decided that Tom Holland's my favorite Spider-Man. Uh, that was one of my questions at the end. Oh, but it's I'm, okay. I'm sorry, but like we the, can talk. We can still ask yeah, it we after this movie. Uh, Tom Holland really like even Civil War, which I think is a, gar- a dumpster fire of a movie. Yep, same. And I, and I hate same. Even after Civil War, I was like, okay, Tom Holland is a great Spider-Man. I can't wait for his movie. And then he delivered exactly what I wanted in this mm-hmm. movie. He gave me. That nerdy, awkward kid <laughs> who 
is into like building Lego sets with yep. his friends and is just like really smart and fun and has a great relationship with his aunt, which which I really liked. Him and aunt there wasn't May. enough Aunt May in this movie. She I know, was in like Marissa two scenes. Yeah, so good. Yeah, She's I also so, like yeah. that uh, Aunt May has been de aging the entire time consistently. Like, yeah. She oh, yeah. was, like, ancient in the first series, and then Sally Field in the second series, and now she's Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Slowly getting younger. Eventually, she's going to be, like, 10. Um, <laughs> She'll be but, Peter's same age, but and they'll just I thought, be cousins. I thought Tom Holland really <sighs> nailed everything in this movie. He was Peter Parker. He was perfect in the role. The only issue I had with him was there wasn't enough quippy Spider-Man for me. Like, there wasn't... I think Garfield, that has to do with him was being a, young. I think it was just... Inexperienced. I think it was just the script. I'd like, possible. Maybe it did fit the script better because he was inexperienced, but even I still would have expected, like, him to be quippy with the Vulture a little bit, or even quippy with Ka- Karen? Was that the name of the the suit? Who was, uh, who was the, yeah, I think it was Karen. Karen. Well, quippy with yeah. her. But, like... I didn't get that, and I yeah. want quippy Spider-Man because that's like my favorite Spider-Man. There, there was more quips in Civil War, like when I, yeah, you were there, talking about like Empire and stuff like were. that. Like, yeah, and I liked that, mm-hmm. but I didn't get that. So you're probably right. It probably was the script. Yeah, I, it was. It felt like it was a script thing. So that's the only thing I missed from Tom Holland Spider-Man. Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Uh, Any other things to say about the movie? I know. I it was. I thought it was fantastic. Um, yeah, if I want to talk about negatives of the movie, okay. uh, is it that Donald Glover wasn't in it enough? Um, <laughs> sure, Donald Glover wasn't in it enough. I love Donald Glover. I thought Liz was the most milk toast female lead in a movie. I thought she was boring as all hell, and I could have dealt with a better female lead. Like just have MJ be the Zenyatta, lead. I thought Zenyatta's character. <laughs> Zenyatta. uh, she experienced tranquility. I thought she was a <laughs> more fun character like i don't know how much i needed peter to be chasing after the most popular girl in school and the super pretty girl but at the same time they were all nerds because they were all going to a gifted school like, right. for science and stuff so it's like they i take the, like the popular girl thing with a grain of salt right but she just her character didn't do it for me i didn't like her at all i always I, find it weird when the popular girl quote-unquote is the one who's like i'm the head of the science league right. as well it's like I really I didn't like her character and I would have liked more MJ or Zenyatta. Oh, mm-hmm. What what is her actual name? Zenata. 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 Flash. What about Flash? Flash was also like completely different in this movie. He was a smart. He wasn't a jock at all. He was like incredibly smart and like. Yeah. That, oh, was, you mean Zero from Grand Budapest? Yeah, it was Zero Hotel? from Grand Budapest. See, that, that's another thing. Like I have an issue with. I would have preferred him to be the a jock, like a little more opposed, jockey. Yeah. I. Thought he served Same his thing purpose along lines well. Of Liz Allen. I thought he ver- served his purpose well Tony of just being an antagonist. Tony um, he was just a good antagonist, yeah. in my opinion, um, and that's all he needed to serve. Um, maybe my issue with Liz is that she her purpose was to be eye candy for Peter, which just seems boring to me. She didn't seem like a character. She just was there or it seemed but, like somebody that peter would go after because what else you know what yeah. other than her being pretty. but but i think it has to be liz because one you can't make it gwen you can't make it mj right um and like so liz is the other big female spider-man character and if you're going to do the vulture reveal at the end you can't have that be mj or something right. because you need to then remove her from the story or that would be so just looming over everything else yeah 
Um, maybe my complaint isn't that I didn't want no, Liz. She, just, she was boring. Maybe, and maybe just less of the boring character and more of MJ just being fun. I do wish that MJ was more prominent like, in the movie. Yeah, I mean, she was just kind of like in like she was always in the background, like saying like she's, one she's really sarcastic line. Yeah, she and was I, really she was funny. funny. I agree. Like, that I, was great. And I loved. Oh, um, can't think of his name. I'm so bad with names. Zenyatta. No, the the. Um, Peter's friend. Ned. 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 The guy in the chair. They call him the guy in the chair, Ned, but he's definitely based off of um, Genki, I think is his name, from um, Ultimate Spider-Man. I thought he was like an amalgamation of like a couple Spider-Man sidekicks. Ned... Oh, maybe not Ned Leeds is the name of um a, one of Peter's friends when he's in college mm-hmm. and then but the the design and the personality is from the ultimate okay, comics version yeah. so it's it is a mashup of characters yeah. Yeah. but I think Ned was great he was awesome. so I loved him Hit the scene where he gets caught in the funny. computer room that was funny so funny what are you doing um, here the my only other complaint and I know we've had this conversation on the podcast before I didn't like Peter's suit okay I thought it looked 20 times better than the one that was in Civil War, mm-hmm. but it still didn't do it for me. But it, It's a little flat, but I, I did, still like it. I did figure out my issue with it. It's the, the, it's the ha- head. The, the eyes or just the head? I don't know the if it's the size? eyes. I, it's something to do with the head because when they show him without the mask on, I think he looks gorgeous. Maybe it's just Tom gorgeous. Holland's face. Tom Holland's face is beautiful. But like, I think the suit looks gorgeous on him when he's not wearing the mask. So maybe it is the eyes, um, but when the eyes are moving, it doesn't bother me so much. The head's almost like too smooth. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> a, that's kind of no, but that's kind of. It's like, my dad, it's like my dad's head. That is kind of an issue with the, with the suit in general. Is there's not a lot of texture to it. All the texture's kind of like sunken in. Yeah, as opposed to whereas all the other ones popped out. And um, and people complain about that because it's not like the comic books, but it's better visually. Yep. That it pops this out. This isn't the comic books. This is a movie. I was right. going to say, this is not a 2D uh, medium. This is a 3D right. medium. It works better for the medium to have it pop out. And that, like, that's one of the things. They changed his chest piece mm-hmm. or, or his chest the symbol spider. for this one to pop out more than it did in Civil War. And I liked that. I liked yeah. that a lot. I don't understand. I mean, I guess, I mean, come talk to me when Captain Marvel comes out. But I don't get when people are like, oh, this suit isn't exactly the way it was. And I don't understand those issues and i know dwight you had issues with thor stuff or you have expressed Um, you know what i mean i don't understand because you're taking something that's like i I don't like thor's costume when he doesn't have the chain mail on his arms yeah but you know it looks weird but you're taking something that's a drawing it's art it's a flat you know piece of of artwork and then you're taking it and you're recreating it and making it in three dimensions so obviously you're gonna there's gonna be differences you can't replicate something that's in two dimensions and make it three dimensions and not make it different. I just right. don't like, there's no way. So these people are like, hey, it's exactly the way that it looks in your comic book. Yeah, no crap. It's not going to be the same. I agree. You know, you can't, I just, I, I feel like that's such a, there's so many other important things like character development and a good villain right. and a good story. Like that's so much more important to me than what somebody's suit looks it's, like. It's definitely nitpicky to it complain is. about the suit, but do, and you, it's a, do you think it's... Sorry, go. No, I was just going to say, it's a valid thing to complain yeah. about, but I just don't understand when people are like, I don't like this movie because I don't like Spider-Man's suit. And there are people that do stuff like that. Like, I don't like it because I don't like this actor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well... Well, not liking the actor is a big part of it. Yeah, no, I guess. But the scene... I don't know. It's do, just... do you think it's nitpicky to complain about 
um, forms of adaptation. So, for example, say you say like you're looking at you're watching the Spider-Man movie and you don't think that Spider-Man is behaving the way that Spider-Man would. Is that an issue no, with? Spider-Man, no. it, is that an issue of adaptation or is that an issue of like the character? Like, well, you know what I mean? Because if you're watching a movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the movie is the movie. The movie's not the comic book. Yeah. Yep. So just because it's not this character isn't behaving how the comic book one does. That, that's not that important to me. As long as it lends itself to the story. That's my kind of thing. You know, if you can back it up and and, and be like, well, in this context, this character is going to do this. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the comic book, he's in a different scenario. Like, it, I, it, I don't know. It's a weird It depends thing. on how important that one aspect of the character is to the, the character being the character. Like, if they tried to make a Spider-Man that was super cool and like the most popular guy at school. Like Andrew Garfield. Like, but no, no, no. That's just what Andrew Garfield like carries himself as. Okay. But that's not what they were trying to do as the character. But if they tried to do that, I'd be like, no, this isn't Mm Spider-Man. This isn't Peter Parker. Okay. But if it's like one character choice that like seems a little out of place, I'd be like, okay, that's an adaptation choice. I don't think you can say you're making a Spider-Man movie and like, um, make huge changes to the character where it's no longer even an adaptation it's just something mm-hmm. completely new man spider does that make sense <laughs> i think so like if you tried to make a batman movie and made bruce wayne poor like yeah okay like, okay, yeah, like, like major I'm, I'm, okay, defining i'm, I'm not talking about, about like uh, okay that obviously i'm right. not talking about something like along those lines i'm just talking about if a character if a, a character doesn't behave the way you think right they should. and and if th- like, like if it's, changing sorry, go. if it's one small behavioral thing i think it's fine but if it's a character defining trait then i think it's it's a huge issue but i you know and i'm like gonna get all deep and stuff but like humans as humans don't always act you know exactly how you think they're gonna right. act you know it's kind of like okay spider-man does all of these things 99 percent of the time but that one percent right. he does something mm-hmm. different I- Maybe he had something bad for breakfast. Maybe he read, heard a sad song on the radio. You know what I mean? Humans, humans are affected by things, and you know, there's that the, those brief yeah. moments that you you are out of character as as people. So why shouldn't that happen in a comic book I'm or in a movie? I'm fine with decision making being yeah. different. I'm not fine with characters at their core being different. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I, 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 that makes because sense. a lot of people like. This was an issue when Man of Steel came out. A lot of people took issue with the oh, fact okay, but, that so him killing at the end. him killing Zod. Yes. So he kills Zod in the last at the end of okay. the movie. So that's he, something that Superman would not do. Did you have an issue with that? Huge issue with that. I don't care. I don't care about Superman. Do whatever you want. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, does, but so Superman in the comics would never kill. Right. But in the movie, this is the movie's Superman. How? Why? Why does it matter that he does this? This is how they've built him yeah. in this world. So I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying about like if it's a character, it's a, it's a decision that if it makes sense in the plot of the movie that they've mm-hmm. set up, you shouldn't like have a huge issue with it. Like yep. it, it made sense for him to kill Zod because. Zod was like about to kill a bunch of people with his laser eyes yeah. and he it was the only solution that he could see and it makes sense for the character to make that decision. I think changing something like that is fine. Okay. As long as the overarching like threads of the character stay the same. But is it still Superman at that point? I I say it is. Okay. So yeah, I'll- 
I 100% agree with you. And like to bring it back around to Thor, like in Thor, um, it's in Thor the movie. It's not a literal rainbow bridge. It's mm-hmm. a bridge that is made out of rainbows that then right. shoots you to another plane. Right. Like something changing like that. It's more or less the same function, and it gets the job done. I don't need it to be a one-to-one right. adaptation. Okay, anyways. But there are cool. people that are like, well, yes. the Bifrost was not, or, and, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was and, not a literal bridge. It was, and like, people get so I'm gross fine with people getting like that, though. Like, if people... If you care about something, If well, people are super passionate about a certain thing, like Spider-Man comics or mm-hmm. whatever, Thor comics, Captain Marvel... Uh, that's why I was just going to say, I'm going to be... I'm gonna be like looking Shazam. at, I'm gonna be looking at Captain Marvel's movie with like a fine tooth comb, right. being yep. like, "That's not if, that's not what Carol people, would do." If people are obsessed with a property mm-hmm. and it gets adapted into something, like I'm yeah. fine with them being really meticulous and anal about it because it's something that they're passionate about and they love. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna yell at somebody for not liking something for a certain reason, but I'm just gonna be like, "I don't care about that because I'm not as passionate about the property as you." That's like the reason these mm. movies are made though like to to uh satisfy certain sects of people i guess i feel like they're more made for the masses though at this well, point as opposed to the, no. to the individual like but, there, are, there are certain nods to into like yeah. to things yeah, like for example in the, of Easter eggs, yeah. in, in the spider-man movie i wanted to talk about this but then in the new one there was that the, the um the sequence at the end where he's lifting the the rubble off of him yep. is straight out of a comic issue right which is a perfect and amazing but like you don't need to have like so just having something like that if the movie didn't have that it would still be great yeah like you know what i'm trying I to agree. say but then they they, tr- they do try to like you know do some fans do those type of knots I, but like so like that mm-hmm. that sequence is only a nod to the comic book people but it's also there because it it affects it, the story, it affects the story yeah. and, and it's, it's good for just the g- general audience i agree I think I, that's general audience nice no, nice so, um, as we're wrapping up here and we're, we're moving to the end, I just wanted to ask you guys a couple of questions about the movie. <laughs> so, the first thing I want to know is, out of all three Spider-Men that we've had, uh, who has been your favorite so far? Um, I've already gone on yes, record as saying Tom Holland. Tiffany? See, and I don't want to be about it and say Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man, but I think for nostalgia's sake, I might go with Tobey Maguire, just mm-hmm. because that was my first intro to mm-hmm. that world, and... And I enjoyed those movies and I had fun with them. And I think it's it's coming from a place of like of nostalgia. But I think Tom Holland is the the best Spider-Man. But I think I like yep. Tobey Maguire. And I like, you know, I like Sam Raimi. So I like that whole kind of thing. I, I think Tom Holland is going to stand the test of time for me. But currently it still is um, Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man 2, I think, mm-hmm. um, really nailed um spider-man as a character both in the suit and out of the suit um and in spider-man 3 i think i know spider-man 3 sucks but i think he perfected regular peter parker yeah like by that Mm -hmm. point he like super got the character and tom holland's still relatively new at it he's only done one and a half movies or one in like a fourth fourth, movie yep so i i think he's going to get there but currently i still think it's toby mcguire i Completely respect that answer, mm-hmm. and it's probably what my answer really is. Mm-hmm. But I want to be about it. It's understandable. Like I know I want to be about it too because Tom Holland is so cute. Well, and you I just love saw the movie, and so... we just talked about we did talk about uh, recent bias. Recent bias, yeah. He's um, so nerdy and so cute, and I love him. Alex, what's do you your... have another question? No, no. You, I think my, you have my, another my next one's going to be: What do you think? Which suit do you guys think is the best Spider-Man suit? I know we are. You've been you've been um, spoiling these throughout the entirety of the the podcast, but. Um, Tiffany, what do you I think the best suit is? I don't have a preference, is? but I really, I think Andrew Garfield's suit 
I think was the best In, looking suit. Which, it was which the first one. Okay. The first one. I, I didn't see the second one. Shots fired. Shots fired. Why? I don't know. No, no, it's okay. I just no, like totally it. I think it's a lot like it's a lot brighter than a lot of the other costumes yeah. were. It was also really unique. Like I'll give you that. Yeah. Andrew Garfield's in the first one was really unique. Like the way the the um the colors kind of intertwined mm-hmm. with each yep. other on the hands and stuff. But I think Andrew Garfield in Spider Man Two was the best. I agree. Page to screen adaptation. I didn't see it. I'm I agree. gonna go look it up a picture of, think, of a of a current Spider Man. Yeah, I'll show you side by side. I found one on Reddit that has all oh. like um forty one, one two three four five six like ten costumes side Makes by sense. side. Um, oh, just kidding. My favorite costume is Peter Parker's when he doesn't have um, the super suit in Spider-Man Homecoming. Where is my super suit? Exactly. Um, oh, wow. The suit is good. Right? Yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> okay. 2 suit is right. my favorite. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is my favorite. But I think, like, when I look at that, like, that, and even, like, the first one, that to me is, is Spider-Man. Like, yeah. with the, the really bright blue yep. and the red and the, just the, the color palette is, like, that Spider-Man to me. I, I do like the Tom Holland one because it's a really good Ditko era. Like, it yeah, looks, it's yeah. really, really good for Steve Ditko stuff. But I, I prefer modern I, Spider-Man. I prefer Ultimate Spider-Man. That's my favorite version of Spider-Man. I think, I think Spider-Man's costume looked a lot better in Homecoming than it did in Civil War. Yes. And I think a lot of that has to do with CGI differences mm-hmm. because... Tom Holland was actually wearing a suit a lot more often in this movie yes. than he was, he really was. In, in Civil War. Like, I thought you could clearly tell the difference from Civil War to this. Like, yeah, it's, Civil War it's, was a lot of CG Spider-Man. It was night and day yeah. for me, but I still don't love it. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Next question. Best villain. In the movies? In the movies. Okay. In the movies. In, in, in the movies, who is your favorite villain? I'll go first. Good. I'm going to say it's Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2. Um, he has, I think, the best arc. He has the best redemption um, of all the the uh, villains. And him interacting with Peter uh, was great from the beginning because he has the whole mm-hmm. talking about his philosophy of yep. life with Peter. And that comes around at the end. Um, and just him interacting with like him trying to tear out spider-man's heart as well i know osborne did it well with with mary jane but yep. that whole sequence of peter doc Ock, and mary jane in the um collapsing boathouse or whatever is yeah. fantastic yeah. and then him he also had the best action sequences with um spider-man he is also one of the most creative character designs zoom, he, zoom. he is one of the best cr- character designs for visually interesting f- uh, action sequences i agree um, so that's my favorite. So my answer would be Doc Ock, but t- to not be the same as you. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to go with Norman Osborn, Willem Dafoe. In Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, okay. Willem Dafoe's Norman Osborn. I thought he was really great. His, like, passion to kill Spider-Man was well fa- well grounded. Like, mm-hmm. I liked his character motivations to just, like, murder the hell out of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked him. I thought he was a good villain. My favorite part of the Willem Dafoe is in Spider-Man 3 when Harry is looking at a fo- uh, a, a painting, a po- big portrait yep. of Willem Dafoe sitting there cross-legged in a, in a big size overback chair. That's the best version of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> we joked alert. about that forever. That For we were so have... long, we want a big painting like that. Oh, you're going to make me pick because I was also going to say Green Goblin. Well, I don't know. I, I think I'm sticking by I'm, I'm sticking by my... Vulture. My Vulture. Nice. I just like... Different opinions. Yeah, no, I Be, just... Love it. Being about it. That his, <laughs> his character motivation really sold me. A lot of the times I feel like in these movies and just movies in general, you see these these villains and they're just villains. Yep. Like, But to see literally 
literally have the opening scene of the movie be, you know, the vulture being like, okay, seeing where this started and mm-hmm. seeing, you know, you see how that came about and you, I, you know, I relate to that being like, oh yeah, you know, I'm the working class, whatever. I just, I love his motivations and I think it was really well done and, and I like that he's kind of redeemed at the end, kind of, he's not really, but mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? He's, you know. Yep. Not, rede- gotcha. not redeemed, but he Definitely kind wasn't redeemed, but he's, he... he I like how he ended. I like how they didn't kill him. Yeah. I really like, like that. That's what I... I don't want to say redeemed, because that's not the word I want to use, but he's kind of like... I don't know. He's He's got a new a new motivation. New outlook, yes. Yeah, new, not redeemed, but like where, he's... Where, he's he, where his character ends up is Yeah, is he, he's in a... He's in the same place, mm-hmm. but his motivations have changed. Nice. I have one more, um, and this is just a, off the top of my head. Uh, if you guys have any other any other bests, let me know. Best Stan Lee cameo. Hmm. In a Spider-Man movie? In a Spider-Man movie. I'm going to go with the, the Amazing Spider-Man. That's a good one. Where he is the librarian in the high school, and he's listening to music while uh, Lizard and Spider-Man fight in the background. I think it's great. It was, that, that's, yeah, that was that, fantastic. That's my favorite. Do you have one? Um... The only one that's coming to mind right now, and I don't even remember what movie it's from, but when he's the mailman looking for Tony Stank. <laughs> that, okay, that's from Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. But Spider-Man was in it, so we'll allow yeah. it. Okay, Tony. I guess we'll okay. allow it. Right, we'll, Wait, I'll is that we're, we're only talking from Stan? I was saying from Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh. I don't remember any of them other than Tony Stank. I'm gonna I, go, my, my favorite, I, I do have one, is from the third one. Um, Spider-Man 3, um, Sam Raimi, where... Spider Peter Parker is the very beginning of the movie. Peter Parker is um, standing in the middle of Times Square, and he looks up and he sees um, a uh, a video of Spider Man saving someone. And Stanley steps up next to Peter Parker, and he looks at him. And he goes, "You know, sometimes one person really can make a difference." Yep. And that That's is it. like encapsulates Spider Man, and it's such a perfect mm. use of like Stanley delivering the message that is of his character yeah. i don't remember I, any of those I, that, that was, was that was gonna be my second choice yeah that one i think is the best um in college i had a friend and who was really into spider-man and when after we watched spider-man 3 he goes that's the clip that they're going to show when stan lee dies because that is like just it, yep. em- it embodies stan lee's philosophies mm-hmm. it embodies stan lee himself and it embodies spider-man yep so that is my 100 percent best favorite uh, the Amazing Spider-Man uh, in the library is a close second. Yes. <laughs> that was more for comedic purposes. The other one's more of like a in the heart type yep. of deal. I agree. Um, Anyone else have any bests or This favorites? isn't necessarily a best, but do you have any comic book suggestions for Spider-Man? Yes, I do. Um, I haven't read that many of 616 Spider-Man. That's the mainstream Marvel mm-hmm. stuff, but I own all of and love all of ultimate spider-man by brian michael bendis which actually started around the time that the spider-man movie started coming out i believe it started in 2000 the movie started coming out in 2002 this is a incredibly deconstructed version of spider-man everything's decompressed everything is like really long form storytelling but it goes over the origin and then it goes into all like the classic villains you can expect in a new world where spider-man is still uh in high school yep I love Ultimate Spider-Man. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorite comic series. Series I. Series. Yes. What about yourself, Alex? Um, the two that come to mind for me are um, Maximum Carnage. Like the video game? Yeah. Okay. 
but it's a comic book. I know, I know. Um, Maximum Carnage is great. It features Carnage, who's one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. It has Cloak and Dagger in pretty big roles. It's a lot of fun. Um, the artwork is gorgeous. Um, I think Carnage, once again, one of my mm-hmm. favorite um, Spider-Man villains. He's absolutely crazy, so he does ridiculous stuff in this in this um, series, or, uh, graphic novel, I guess. It's, was it uh, originally a part of like the main series, and they've just collected it as a story, like the death of Janine DeWolf I, or whatever? I mean, I could. I'm not sure, honestly. Okay. I've only read it on its own as a trade. As a trade, so um, it's really good. The other one is Spider-Man Reign, which is um, Spider-Man is old, and it's almost like. Um, have you read Kingdom Come? The DC. Yes. Where all the superheroes are old. They're all retired. Kind of like that. Where Spider-Man's been gone for a while. He's retired. He's old. Decrepit. And he comes back. And it's it's really... I think it's my favorite Spider-Man story that I've read. Because it's just... It's really powerful to see just old Spider-Man doing his thing for the right reasons. Nice. Tiffany, do you have any... I have never read a Spider-Man comic in my entire life other than the one issue that happened to be part of one of my Miss Marvel trades because Kamala Khan was fighting with Spider-Man. Nice. So, so that's your circuit recommendation. Yeah. I've also read a lot, like the, any issue of Spider-Man or any issue of Deadpool that had Spider-Man in it was great to me. Isn't that just two Spider-Man together? <laughs> I hate you. I also hmm. like Spider-Woman. Spider Woman, Silk, like I've heard. Spider those, Gwen. I've heard that those series. I've read all. Um, I've read some of Silk, or she was part of something, was, and I liked. She was pregnant. Spider, Spider Woman was pregnant. Yeah, and I was like Jessica real, Drew. Ugh. Um, Spider Gwen is a great comic. I read all. I've read a lot of it, not all of it, but I've read a lot of it, and mm. it's great. Nice. I think Jason Latour. That sounds correct. Wrote it. That was Spencer, really good. Spencer but likes Spider-Man. If you like Spider-Man, I'd suggest reading Spider-Man Reign. I nice. think it's a, a really great comic. No, I, Spider-Man, I no! I was gonna I was gonna talk about co- uh, video games, but... We can save have you read... It. Have you played any? Um, I, Spider-Man 2 for the GameCube is the best Spider-Man game, period. Um, I played it on PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2 works as well. I think it was on Xbox as well. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man was also really good. It was very similar to yep. um, Spider-Man 2. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is based on the movie. Yep. Um, you actually got to play as Venom in that one as well, Ooh. and it was kind. Of, it was based on the comics. Yep. So, um, you were young Peter, and then occasionally you would be Eddie Brock as Venom, and cool. the, the Venom stuff was kind of neat because, um, in order to keep like your health up, because it was constantly draining, you had to run around the city, and you would um absorb people and eat them to like keep yourself going and so it was pretty messed up and at the time it was actually a continuation of the comics it was officially like considered the next chapter in canon it eventually um like five years later they eventually passed it and then it it was phased out of canon but originally as intended it was yeah so that's kind of neat um i think those are the only i'm excited for the new spider-man game same um about yourself i played the amazing spider-man the Amazing Spider-Man game, the one that came out in conjunction with the first Andrew Garfield movie. Really? Was that any good? I really liked it. It reminded me of like Arkham Asylum um, in the way the mechanics worked, but like not quite as good. It was fun. I liked it. I liked that it had like the whole rogues gallery. You, oh, cool. you got to fight Rhino. You got to fight um, 
I think Mysterio was in it. I like Doc Ock. I like everyone's in it. Cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then Spider Man Two for PlayStation Two. Like, as I like to tell people, I could deliver pizzas for <laughs> like four hours straight and not get bored with that game. I really had a lot of fun with that game when I was younger. It's a good game. But that's it. it. That's it. A... Um, Spider Man and like the Marvelous Capcom stuff. I never played this him. Yep. He's fine. Yeah. And um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Spider Man was also fun to play in those games yeah. too. But that's just those. And on that note. On that note, anything else anyone wants to say? I feel bad. No. Poop. Okay. I don't play Spider-Man video games. I'm not a big Spider-Man. Like, I wouldn't say I'm a Spider-Man fan. Dwight, you should probably end this with your thing. That is the one yeah. thing I did. I forgot I wanted to say. Yeah. This. So, Spider-Man, and I'm being 100% serious here. Spider-Man may not be my favorite superhero, but I truly believe he is the best superhero of all time. I 100% agree. Like, he is just mm-hmm. the embodiment of hope that everyone has he's the embodiment of like the um with the with great power comes great responsibility just trying hard never giving up he is he's not always the strongest in the room he's not always the smartest in the room but he's always the person who's going to try his like damnedest and never stop he is the most human superhero that we get to see like Mm -hmm. all Everything we see him do is very human and grounded in reality. Yep. And getting to see him struggle with like real world things is really one of my favorite things about him. Yep. And it, it happens all the time. It, like he is Parker Luck is I, his is his worst superpower. I completely agree. He is the greatest superhero ever. Maybe not my favorite, but I can't argue with anyone that says he's the greatest. I agree. That's what I was just gonna say. He's a thank you for superhero. reminding me. To say not that. my favorite, but also I I do agree, and I like that he sticks up for the little guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's in his hometown. He's he's you know down with the people, working for the people. Yep. You know, protecting the people. That was one thing that I loved in um mm-hmm. Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man Two, when he comes out to protect that little kid that's standing up to Rhino. Yep. I loved that scene. That ending was awesome. Another redeeming quality about Amazing Spider-Man 2. Fine, you get two. I will defend <laughs> that movie. But that's the, just, that's so Spider-Man though, just to, to stick up for, for people who can't stick up for themselves. I agree. I agree. So on that note, Spider-Man is the best superhero of all time. I think we all agree with that. You heard it here first on No Refunds. I don't or think last, you heard it here first. Or last year on No Refunds. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, that's been said. But anyways, so... Thank you all for listening to this episode of No Refunds. Um, we want to thank uh, HC Media uh, for hosting us. Mm-hmm. We want to thank um, Hyper Potions for our theme song. The name of the song is Time Trials. You can um, there will be a link in the description to the YouTube video yeah, for that. Yeah, thanks for letting us use your, your song. It's, it's so cool. Awesome, it's perfect. I love it. I'm gonna have to learn it so I can sing it. Yep. Do 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 do. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so thank you all for listening, and uh, yeah, bye. 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 anything for like a before or after for this one so i don't know if you guys have anything you want to what do you mean a before and an after i don't have a tag like because i haven't been recording or well, anything you should start recording i am recording now and then let us be hilarious um <laughs>